Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, then. It's 1131. We're talking a little horse racing. It was a huge weekend at Oaklawn because of some rescheduling. We got everything kind of crammed in together. You got the Martha Washington, the Southwest Stakes. We had the Bicoa this weekend. It was just a great weekend. And we had some. It was a little chalky. Some that was a little out of the ordinary. And for Kenny McPeak, luckily... It was a whole lot out of the ordinary as far as the weekend goes. Maybe he wasn't surprised, but the people who make the odds certainly were. And he joins us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. First of all, let me just say congratulations, Kenny. What a weekend for you and the horses. I mean, it was uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, I know you guys felt good going in the Southwest. How good did you feel about the the setup of the Martha Washington? Well, that filly's always been solid in the morning, but she had some lessons to learn. She was a little floppy on her lead. Um, when she finished up in her last race, which I think contributed to her not running well. And then she, um, she's a big, great filly and maturing and going the right direction. And she put it all together. Uh, I was able to look at a lot of the horses of the competition in the paddock, and it looked to me like more of more sprinter types. And I told uh, Brian Hernandez, who's, who's a master at timing, uh, to just take his time and let, let those in front of him you know, wear each other out and and then make one run. And um, we were actually going to be pleased if we were third, but uh, he pulled off the win. It was awesome. Yeah, Band of Gold was the winner in the Martha Washington Stakes. I will tell you this, Kenny, and I don't I don't try to toot too many people's horns, and I realize handicapping is sort of its own thing, but Jeff Taylor pulled that horse on Oaklawn Race Day on Saturday and gave it to the listeners. So uh, it was it was a pretty impressive. We were all kind of looking at him like, okay, I see you working. And uh, I hope, hope our listeners played it a little bit there. So it was good for y'all. And and Brian was aboard both horses that won for you, right? Was he was he riding Mystic Dan too? Correct. Yeah, he rides a lot for me. Um, he rides primarily in Kentucky during the spring and summer and fall, and then and then bases uh, himself in New Orleans. And we have horses in New Orleans also at the fairgrounds. But um, I asked him to come up uh, this past weekend, and he, he's probably going to make a few trips to Hot Springs before winter's over. I imagine so. Let, let me get your thoughts on Mystic Dan's trip. And, and for those who weren't around on Saturday, the track was it was a little bit you know messy out. It was rainy all day and that kind of thing. But he was very impressive in pulling away to win this one. How was he training leading up? And how did you like the way that he – obviously you liked the way it went. But, I mean, how did you feel about him going into that with the with the matchups? Well, let, let me explain to your listeners the, the kind of the path on all this. So this cold – he ran twice going shorter distance, uh, once at Keeneland, and then he came back at Churchill and he broke his maiden going five and a half furlongs. And, and we, this past weekend, we went eight and a half furlongs. So he had to change the distances. And he, he showed he was extremely fast in his, in his maiden win. He ran, he ran five and a half at 103 and one, which for those that don't know, that is a really fast race. But you have to retool horses a little bit in the sense that when they run longer distances, they learn need to learn how to pace themselves, um, get themselves in a nice rhythm, and then utilize that speed to finish. And um, we had run him long once going a mile, and, and, and he actually coughed up a little bit of a lung infection that day, and I'll take the bullets. He didn't run well that day. But then when we came back at a mile and a 16th, it was okay we've got to figure out if he can go that far and wh- and whether he'll uh, be tact- tactical enough to do that. Well, 
over the course of the last month, we've practiced this and we've laid him behind horses and then we've taught him finish and then use that, that speed that he showed in his maiden win the last three furlongs. Well, he was like shot out of a rocket mm-hmm. um, Saturday. And that's really the performance we wanted to put all together. And, and you know, that's going to put him in a position to maybe be a one of the Kentucky Derby favorites. We'll hey, see. Hey, Kenny, DJ Williams here. Uh, now, this uh, just now joining the show, and I'm trying to get a little bit more brushed up on horses. You know, I'm not too familiar with this landscape, but for a listener like me trying to learn and get into this, obviously, I, I'm very curious. You talked about the training, and you're able to know how fast they are here, then they switch their distances. Once you kind of get a horse trained for one specific race, can you somewhat count on them to have that same time each and every race compared to like a track star? They run a 400-meter dash. They're going to be within a second or two of the best time that they've ever ran. Are horses the same thing, or does it just depend on the day? Well, it, for us, it's development. So, like even even a track star, you're not going to you're not going to you're going to adjust distances till you find the distance that works best. And um, I do think that thoroughbreds themselves like repetition. And they need to be taught when to when to press the button to go. Um, some trainers are more early speed trainers, or where, where their horses are really fast leaving the gate, and then um, that, they try to get an early position. I tend to be more of a come from behind type trainer, where I like to save my horses' energy and then teach them to run the last part of it. So there's an old saying that I like to use and that I've heard before. The longer they run, the longer they run, and and that means that the longer the distance, the kinder the race is on the horse, and thus the longer the career. And so, so sometimes speed is wonderful, but you've got to teach, teach horses to utilize that and time it because it's, they run out of energy if they go too fast, too far early, and the the, the finish line is really where you want your horse. Exerting as much energy from the quarter pole to the wire, which is the last quarter of a mile of a race. So it's tactics. It's it, there, there's a lot of analysis to it. There's um, it's not just putting horses on the track and letting them run in circles. There <laughs> there is a rhyme and a reason, and a co- you know it's coaching. And um, you know we're um, you know we've uh, won a lot of big races over the years, and hopefully win a few more by continuing to do that and make that approach. We're talking to Kenny McPeak on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. If you're just tuning in, again, a couple of huge wins, the Martha Washington and also the Southwest Stakes. And so the next big step in the three-year-old picture at Oaklawn, Kenny, is the Rebel. But from what I read over the weekend, it looks like Mystic Dan will not be participating. Is that still the feeling? Well, I ran this horse back once on short rest last fall, and it backfired on me. It, it, it stressed him, and he didn't run well. But um, coming out of the race, well, with a lung infection, which is a little sick, and then we um, we're not going to make that. Three weeks is 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 not a good time for me. I, I think more would do him better. He's already got Kentucky Derby points, and I think the ultimate goal for us is the Arkansas Derby, and we're inclined to wait for that race. And um, I've got some other Colts that I can run in the in the Rebel, so but we'll see how all that unfolds. But um, it's a it's a good problem to have, and um, no wonderful people that own this colt uh, are Kansas, the gas uh, the Gasaway family, uh, Lance, 
his brother Greg, Sherilyn, um, Banks Ambie's in on the Colts. Okay. They're, um, they're, they're having you know, we're going to try to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. I, I, he was the horse rolling. Yeah, for sure. He was uh, he was in with us during the football season. He sponsors a segment on the show, Lance. I'm talking about, and yeah. I don't want to say that he had a twinkle in his eye, but you could tell he felt pretty good about Mystic Dan's chances. Did you think this horse had the makings of a Kentucky Derby contender? You know, when he won his maiden at Churchill, I sure did. I mean, I thought, wow, this horse, this has got a world of talent. But like I said, we had to retool him a little bit. We'd run him short, and you, know, you don't want their mind. You worry that their mind won't transition from shorter races to longer but this colt colt did it and um yeah it's really exciting it's uh it's, it could be could be a whole lot of fun the unique thing about this colt is is that i actually purchased his mother for lance in the group and then we raced her for several seasons her name was ma'am and she ran out almost 300 more than 300,000 and and uh, then we brought her back to my farm in Lexington, and I, I recommended the mating. And so we mated the mare, and, and she produced the foal. She, uh, Mystic Dam was foaled at, at our farm in Lexington, which is a little very historic farm, um, 200-year-old thoroughbred farm. And then um, we've taken through the whole process. So there's a lot of satisfaction in all that. And for people that don't understand thoroughbred racing, I mean, it is um, just a – a really amazing thing the thoroughbreds are. They're just a beautiful, beautiful animal. And to be able to contribute to a colt's development and birth and uh, certainly winning at a high level, there's, there's, that's just a pretty amazing feeling. Just a gorgeous colt. For those that haven't seen him, try to look him up, Mystic Dan and uh, beautiful horse. And what about Band of Gold? What's the plan for her? Um, she should be nominated to the honeybee here in, uh, wins that race on the 24th of, um, February. And there's a chance we'll come back there or I might wait a little longer with her and point her towards something else. But ultimately we want to try to get her to the Kentucky Oaks yeah. as well. Okay. Well, there you go. So you might be having a uh, little Derby Oaks combo meal. That wouldn't be a bad, bad way to spend the first Saturday in May. Well, fingers crossed. There you go. Well, listen, man, safe travels to New Orleans. I know you're headed that way, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again down the road here. And, again, congrats. It's a great, great weekend. And, again, hopefully people played the McPeak double this weekend because, well, it was pretty lucrative if you did. And I want to tip my cap again to Jeff Taylor. He was one of the folks that were was on your horses. Um, and I want to congratulate you, too. You're bearing down on 2,000 wins, I understand. Yeah, we're right on top of it. You know, just keeping it steady. And it, it'll come and go, and maybe we'll push to 3,000. No doubt, you know why not? I mean, what did you yeah. think when you started in this game? Did you have a goal in mind? No, not particularly. Um, you know, um, pretty humble beginnings. Um, for those who don't know, I was born in Fort Chaffee, which is, I guess now Fort Smith, and um, we um, been in the, around the horses since I was a boy, and really didn't intend on being a trainer straight out of college. I went to work on the racetrack. I was a classic C plus B minus student. Uh, racetrack kind of drew me in and um, you know been doing it since I got out of school and you know just kind of just chipping away at, at inexpensive horses in the beginning which I think made me better as I've gotten older here almost 40 years later um, you know we've won some, some kind of the who's who of some of the sports biggest races and 
Preakness and the Belmont and a list of others. And it's, um, I love it. It's fun. And, um, hard to believe I get paid to do it. But, um, <laughs> And, and and to do it for nice people. I mean, I think one of my daily mottos is winning nice races for nice people. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they get a thrill out of it. I know that the Gasaways and partners were just over the moon the other day. And yeah. There's nothing better than that feeling. It's not it's not about the money. And it was a lot of money on the, lay, on, the on the table. But it's about the, you know, really the sport of it and the enjoyment. It's a really great sport. No doubt. Well, listen, I appreciate you very much, man. Safe travels again. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kenny. All right, anytime. All right.